Welcome to a new edition of the Neon Jazz Interview Series with Italy-born, Seattle-based jazz pianist, composer, and educator, Francesco Crosara. He opened up about his new 2024 CD called Circular Motion and his great life in music. His original music melds an impressive mix of jazz, improvisation, a romantic vein from his classical conservatory training in Rome, buoyancy, lyrical expression, along with a strong Latin influence. His main jazz piano influences are Chick Corea, Bill Evans, Keith Jarrett and the great Herbie Hancock. Man, we get into all of this and more. Enjoy. Nice to meet you. So nice to meet you, Joe. Thank you so much for having me here. Absolutely. Yeah, it's my pleasure. So before we we talk about your album, Circular Motion, which is wonderful, I want to get into as an artist surviving the last three and a half years. How did you get through COVID and how did it subsequently change you? Oh, wow. It changed me in a big, big time, as you can imagine. So yeah, um, well, uh, COVID, of course, just like everyone else, put me on a standstill in terms of the ability to perform. You know, the things that I knew were normal, such as go out, perform, meet fans, meet musicians, rehearse, be together, and have a life in a traditional musical way, that was disrupted completely. And uh, we had to instead focus on stay healthy, try not to get sick with this thing that was incurable for the longest time. And, uh, you know, with fellow musicians, sort of, what do we do? How do we make a living? Uh, how do we actually survive? But then suddenly, you know, you know how with every challenge comes an opportunity. The opportunity was, well, we need to reinvent the way that we think about music, composition or creation or actual performance and all. And so that gave me the opportunity to regroup to actually start studying, of all things, video production and video editing, which has become a big passion of mine. So as a result, I was able to take the time to, first of all, write new music or do arrangements of other music or whatever. Then to learn how to basically use video, whether it was the iPhone or the iPad or cameras, with, uh, you know, better microphones to get a better sound. And so pretty soon I started producing live streams. And even the greatest joy for me was to actually record some tunes with my fellow musicians from their homes, where they got to record and they got to play, you know, one at a time. So rather than playing together, we would be just doing it in, in serial. And it was, uh, in a way, a lot of fun because I ended up coming up with these videos that are all in my YouTube channel. And uh, they show the creativity, the resilience of each of the musicians, the desire to still create music in spite of being basically blocked from the world. Yeah. And, and the best part that was actually for me so, so uh, in, uh, unexpected is that uh, I got to enter one of my videos, actually, Preludio Flamenco, which is ironically the very first song on my album. But that video, which I created and I actually blended with also art uh, created by my wife in the background, along with the musicians, the whole thing. So I entered it into a competition that Earshot Jazz was doing here in Seattle, and it was selected. And so ironically, it was part of the... Jazz Festival, I think, 2020 edition, which was completely virtual. There was no, yeah. And so there came the opportunity to learn a new craft, to produce more. 
And ultimately, you know, it was wonderful. Yeah. And I would never be able to do it today. If today yeah. I, I, you know, I asked anyone, would you mind from the house to this, that, that, they would say, are you crazy? I'm busy. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. So Circular Motion, talk to me about this album. What was the artistic forces that went into this release? Oh, boy. Uh, you want the short form? Or, <laughs> sure. That's or the, fine. Yeah. Oh, the full dissertation. Yeah. Well, uh, I had really three things in mind. Let's see if I can keep them all in mind. So the first, which is most importantly, the creative process. So there are 10 songs, all original compositions of mine. And I specifically thought about circular motion. If you think about it, it's a circle. It's the movement that goes round and round. Why that? Because basically, if I look at those 10 children of mine, those 10 songs, uh, some were written 40 years ago. Some were written right at the pandemic, like we just said, and, and some in between. And it isn't that I just took these songs and recorded them. That would be a straight chronological line, right? Instead, basically, the old material, I revamped, rearranged, created new obligato parts, made it more interesting. So kind of allowed those younglings to actually grow and be much richer. And then the new material. So basically, it allowed me to go back to more youthful sort of style in composition and be able to bring it to today's standard. And so there was that motion basically creatively. Yeah. But this, the second reason for the motion is that also I want to bring the, the listener into a virtual tour of the world, so to speak. Because if you think about um, each of the songs and what they represent and the style, there is what well, Preludio Flamenco is the flamenco takes you to Spain and that particular cultural, you know, excitement. Then there is a Julius Tango. And that is, of course, Argentina with that whole feel of the South American feel. Sarava, that is Brazilian, again, more South America. But then with Kurama, I take the listener to Japan. And I actually use particular ha harmonies and melodies that are Asian in spirit. Then Passion is Italian, almost operatic. Um, there is Maktoub that is Middle Eastern. And, and uh, basically the idea there to take, you know, and it has some movement as well. So basically we start plotting the whole world. Yeah. And it's a circular musical motion of the rhythms of the world in a way. That's wonderful. And then a third one. Remember, yeah, I mentioned yeah, the third yeah, one. No, yeah. The third one is uh, the choice of musicians. Because, you know, I was asked at the beginning, well, you know, why having three rhythm sections when I could have one big solid rhythm section and go with it? And I absolutely wanted and insisted to have three, not because they were busy or not because I wanted to spread the wealth or something, but I wanted to specifically leverage the ability of each of the sessions in a way grouped by age, if you will. So there is one that there's my acoustic band that is more, in, you know, folks into their 60s, which means in their 60s, they have maturity, they have poise, they have basically everything that comes with that. Then I have the electric band that is more in, uh, in musicians in their 40s. Therefore, they are strong. They are in basically in that middle age uh, realization. They still haven't gotten to the full maturity, but they are basically at the center of it all. 
And then I had the world band and that with um, um, musicians in their 20s. You know, if you look at the the drummers, 66, uh, 40 something and 24. And so with that comes the exuberance of the of the, the, the strong, young, youthful playing. And so again, it's a circular motion because um, I, I, I try to have the songs kind of blend in a particular way that you go from one to the next to the next. And therefore you feel basically the spirit of each musician and their experience that comes through. And wow. I could have only done it by having all of these people. Yeah, for sure. So what are you hoping the listener gets from this album? Um, I hope joy. Yeah. You know, that, that's the main thing is joy. You know, the joyful, uh, just being able to listen and let the emotions carry you. You know, you know some of them are very, very up, upbeat, up-tempo and strong. Others are more melancholic and uh, others are more mysterious or more zen-like. So I would like to take the listener into a, into a journey. Just close your eyes and let the music carry and um, yeah I'm yeah gonna... i dig it so let's go back to the beginnings of your life how did this yeah. journey into the music and the jazz where were you born and raised how did all that kind of become you today today yeah okay well i was um born and raised in italy and born in milan but raised mostly in rome and um, my mother was a, a very strong force in the italian jazz scene you know as a singer broadcaster, uh, producer, uh, TV. I mean, she, she did everything. And so I owe so much, obviously, artistically, because uh, she was a force, got me into conservatory, first of all, studying piano. Then I failed miserably at classical. And I realized, um, you know, I better choose another genre. And I got a full career, actually, in information technology, apart from being a musician. So that's another topic. But um, while at USC, I had the greatest privilege to be able to be part of the jazz band and therefore take so much music and play with guest artists like uh, Lionel Hampton, who would come and play with the jazz band. And I would be there and he would sit at the piano. We did a, a forehand thing. And I was thinking, wow, you know, this is just amazing. <laughs> uh, Freddie Hubbard, uh, I've got so many musicians who came and played with us, the USC right. jazz band. And then from there, I mean, kept on going and I lived in Honolulu in Chicago and now in Seattle very happily. As you can see, I'm kind of restless. I don't like yeah. to stay in one place for too long. Yeah, very nomadic. So let me ask you this. What was the first live jazz show that you saw that blew you away? The first one, the first one. Well, I, I can tell you the one that blew me away the most I'm, I'm, it wasn't my first, but the most was seeing uh, Chick Corea with the Return to Forever when they reassembled in 1984, I think. And they did an amazing, amazing concert at the Universal Amphitheater in LA. And so, you know, it was just huge, big, having Chick and, and Lenny and Stanley and Al uh, doing all of their stuff. I mean, that is my all-time favorite just yeah. because there was so much that went on. But the first, well, you know, it, it, this is kind of crazy, but since I grew up in Italy with this figure of my mother that I was mentioning to you, and, you know, she uh, she would do, like yourself also, interviews of 
musicians and bring them in, etc. So I got to meet and to kind of live and breathe the reality of having Dizzy Gillespie in the house or Chick himself uh, or uh, Abby Lincoln, Max Roach, you know, who became actually family friends. And then I would go and see them, of course, perform and realize, wow, you know, these guys. And imagine, you know, me being maybe 11, 12 years old, not having any idea, just seeing these as pretty cool people. Yeah. Then I would see him perform. I don't know. I saw Dizzy at Carnegie Hall. And I thought, oh, I guess he is really important. <laughs> That's yeah. when I was obviously a kid. But at this point, obviously, I'm so blessed that I could be part, you know, of this experience. Yeah. Of having people like that. So you've been in this game for a long time as a professional musician. What do you like the best about it? What is it that drives you as a musician? Yeah, it's the... Well, it's the creativity. As a, as a composer, of course, is the creativity, you know, endless. So always striving for that inspiration to be able to write something beautiful. So, and that as a composer. But then as a musician is uh, the camaraderie that um, is uh, so typical, especially with jazz. I mean, I don't know about the other genres, but I think in jazz there is a camaraderie that comes with that understanding of the improvisational element, the element of surprise that brings jazz musicians together in a very unique way. And then, of course, uh, the audience, you know, the fans, you know, I really, really, my goal is to provide always a joyful experience, like I said earlier. So I'm not there to play and then keep a distance. In fact, you know, I like to perform, to talk, to bring the, the audience in and ultimately it's all about the audience you know? yeah yeah without them we don't exist so, yeah so yeah. what why do you love this art form that we call jazz because of the improvisation definitely the spontaneity that comes with it and um, i love the fact that whenever you know i sit at the piano getting ready to to, to play it's never going to be the same formula, you know, even though we might have an arrangement like for quartet or so, but it isn't that, okay, now we're going to play it the same way, like a pop rendition where from first note to the end, maybe you do a little solo in the middle, but in fact, it is the same thing. I just love the fact that the, from the first note, you know, maybe my intro would be different, or maybe I'm going to say, you know what, I'm not doing the intro now, you know, Drums, you start by setting the tempo and we just go right in. Or, okay, now it's going to be a sax, a cappella thing that then brings us in. So the immediacy of being able to change things through this improvisational creativity, and every musician gets it. Yeah. They don't get kind of bent out of shape. Oh, my God, you know, what do you want me to do now? It's more, oh, cool. Yeah, so I'll start or I'll do this, I'll do that. And yeah. so the surprise that comes, even if you have huge blunders, but it is fun. Like yeah. Miles Davis used to say, right? There's no wrong notes. There is basically the intention of what you do with it. And uh, yeah, I learned that. Even the yeah. wrong notes, it, you know, capitalize on them. Make them yeah. even worse to make them sound good ultimately. Yeah. Or, you know. For sure. So, so at the end of the day, Everyone has a perception of you, family, friends, fans, but you ultimately are in control. What's your perception of you? Who do you think you are? Uh, well, uh, I try to be in constant evolution, never stop. And um, 
always look for for new experiences. And so for me is uh, the research. And the research can be to either write new music or uh, discover new talent. I love to be able to listen to new people and learn from them. Yeah. And so for me, I, I see myself as constantly being in, in evolution and research. And also, uh, personally speaking, since I had a life in, as I mentioned earlier, in information technology, so I basically did a career that was, apart from the musical side, also very left brain consulting for large enterprise kind of thing, that uh, I, I, I retired last year. And so now I see myself as freed from, you know, the having to make a living, basically, which I did for uh, all of my career. And therefore, I'm free to express um, creativity in a more relaxed way. You know, I don't have to uh, choose always the opportunity that is going to maximize the income. In fact, for me, I try to choose the opportunity that maximizes the artistic expression. And the income is secondary, you know. I mean, ultimately, it's all about the muse, the creativity, the expression. So that's it. I mean, for me, it's the research and um, and be able to kind of relax a bit now. Yeah. I don't have the shackles of a real job, you know, and that's which true. I had for decades. Yeah. And that's true freedom right there. Yeah. Freedom. You know? yes. yeah. yeah. So Circular Motion is the brand new album. If anyone wants to pick it up, have a copy yes. or learn about live shows. Anything about your world, where can they go? I'll, uh, where, where can you get it? Well, yeah, where can you get a physical copy or if you have live shows or anybody wants to learn more about you, where can they go? Oh, absolutely. So, um, of course, you can go first and foremost on my website and it is francescojazz.com. And uh, on that one, I try to keep everything together. Then uh, it, their album is released by Origin Records, um, the OA2 Records uh, label. And so origin.com has, um, of course, all of the information and you can buy there. It's also available on Bandcamp. And then please check my YouTube channel with Francesco Crosada because uh, you'll see all of those uh, videos, including the pandemic crazy home music videos, as I said, as well as live performances and um, Facebook. I mean, you know, the usual. Yeah. And I'll, yeah. Wonderful. Thank you so much. It's great to meet you. I appreciate your story, your insight. Thank you. Thanks for listening and tuning in to another Neon Jazz interview. We give you a bit of insight into the finest players and minds in Italy, Seattle, Kansas City, and spots all over the globe, giving fans all that jazz. Thanks to Francesco for his time and cool. If you want to hear more Neon Jazz interviews, you can find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to us at YouTube. And for everything Neon Jazz, go to the neonjazz.blogspot.com. Until next time, enjoy the jazz, my friends. Neon Jazz.